Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It. This is not a Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week spoiler free. This is a mini-sode episode where we talk about the Winchesters. Mm-hmm. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we're talking about Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot. Yes. So we couldn't not talk about the Winchesters. No, it's, it's happening as we speak. But we didn't really feel like we needed to get into like a full episode no um so this is just a little a little mini a little mini 20 yeah. to 30 minutes where we're just gonna we're just gonna chat about it. we're just, just gonna, gonna talk about what the we episode we're not gonna talk about how it all links and how mm-hmm. what we're expecting what our thought, obviously our thoughts and feelings are gonna be discussed yes 100 percent. 100 i think this is gonna be mostly our thoughts and feelings mostly our thoughts and feelings but yeah. um I'm sure there's many a podcast out there that will be dissecting it and trying to link it in with Supernatural and how it all fits in the world of Supernatural. Yep. I think Monster of the Week podcast is doing a lot more in-depth dives and they're doing a little more timely as well than we are. because we're just doing it for funsies. We're just doing it for funsies. Um, So, yeah, this is not going to be a um, spoiler-free episode because I – you probably could do it spoiler-free, I guess, if you hadn't watched Supernatural, but I am – intrigued to understand how this all works mm, i need to know you can't yeah. do that spoiler free you can't and do it spoiler free we already do a spoiler free podcast like our main podcast yeah so this is our this is our time to do okay when i say our time and my time just to really mm-hmm. just let loose and have all my thoughts and feelings yes about not having to worry about the spoiler free but i thought we might actually just start with a quick recap of mm-hmm. what we already know because it's veering away from canon but Jensen, who is producer on one of the developers of the show, has made it very clear that he's not fucking stupid. Yeah. I, there was one con where someone was talking to him about it. And he's like, I can't remember what his full response was, but basically the, the paraphrase of it was like, who do you think I am? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I am technically, like, I'm Dean Win- Winchester. There's no one who loves this show more than me, aside from maybe Jared, like, Mm. Of course, I'm not going to just go in and rewrite history. How, like, how sort of, how dare you? It was, I wish yeah. I could, I can't remember the full quote, but that's a, 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 essentially a paraphrase. But let's quickly recap, partly for Kat, because we know that Hi. she probably doesn't remember half no. of what happens. I've I remember, probably, I remember a thing of this episode and I was mm-hmm. very proud of myself. You did? I did. And uh, I, off air, Megan was like, good job. So, yeah. Thank I you. awarded her a gold star for remembering yes. a plot point that features heavily in the show yeah. uh but i'm just gonna do this i there's probably little bits that i'm probably missing and forgetting this is just broad stroke summary mm-hmm. from my memory because the biggest thing that i would love to know and understand is that as far as i can remember and it could be that this was just not talked about in the episodes where it is talked about is that my understanding was that john didn't know mary was a hunter yeah until after she was brutally murdered by demons. Um, and so this episode, that even the pilot seems to directly contradict this, we know, and I, this is a definite fact, we know that John never knew his father was in the Man of Letters. No. Can, canonically, his father just disappeared. He never knew why. As <laughs> I can't believe that I, like, in doing recaps of what we know is true, I'm like, whoa, we've got so much to talk about. We know that uh, his father, Henry Winchester, goes to the future meets his grandsons and then is murdered by um, a 
I remember that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kat's just remembered. Kat's like, hang on, because his name's Kat. Oh, I remember. Huh. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, um, so I'm, he's I'm murdered by a, a knight of hell called Abaddon, uh, played by the amazing Elena Huffman. I cannot wait to talk about her. Uh, uh, season seven? Season, season eight. eight, I think. I Question can't remember, mark? guys. Should this is going to not be as well researched either because this is yeah. literally just us talking shit. But so he goes into the future and he never comes back because he gets murdered by an, a knight of hell. So Oh, and that's where he goes missing. Yeah, okay. So he definitely okay. never knew his father, father was in the Men of Letters. Yeah, 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 because he just disappeared. Because he disappeared. I he um, tried and travel to meet his grand. Wow. Yeah, so canonically what we know is that, again, we have so much to talk about, guys. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Fifteen seasons is all Fifteen seasons. But we We're know in season two. We, season two uh, we know that the angels were plotting to make sure that Sam and Dean were born so they could be the perfect um, hosts mm-hmm. for Michael and Lucifer to have their ultimate battle and yeah. end the world. We know that that's true. We know that they basically arranged for these two characters to get together. Yeah, Mary um, and John. Mary and John to get together, that there was a Cupid involved, we find out at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the idea was to bring together these two great uh, ideas of hunters, you know, kind of the brains and the brawn, the hunters and the men of letters, like that it's predetermined it's yep. all manipulated yep. by the angels um to create these perfect vessels mm-hmm. for michael and lucifer to have their ultimate battle so it's all you know it's all fate and you know that's a big theme in the main yep. the main show of like fighting against fate and fighting against what the heavenly powers mm. want and are trying to manipulate so that's what we know. That's how we know they got yeah. together. Um, we know from what Dean has said is that, and this is sort of what happens in this in the show, that they met the day he got back from Vietnam and then they went to get a coffee straight away, which isn't actually what happens in the in the episode no, either. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that John never knew Mary was a hunter, at least as far as I remember, as no. far as what we've been told this far, like uh, so far he never knew yeah I but think... we also don't know how he became hunter so question yeah my thing is the and you know again mm-hmm. my memory mm-hmm. <laughs> Lol. um is that dean goes back in the past yes and then he meets his mum, mm-hmm. and then he realizes that they're hunters so i think from my brain when i was watching the mm-hmm. winchesters i was like oh this makes sense because I'm like because it's been told from Dean's perspective. Like he's going back. Yeah, he's telling us what's how this. How did they get to where mm-hmm. they are? I.e., how does this flow in from his parents and how does it flow into like mm-hmm. Dean essentially becoming Dean and Sam becoming hunters themselves? Yeah. So yeah. So Mary comes from this hunting family, the Campbells, which we already knew in supernatural we find that out like you said when he goes back in time and he meets his parents very back to the future can't wait to talk about that episode that's a great episode played by and john at that time was played by matt cohen yeah but that but again as far as i can remember he doesn't know that 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 campbell family is a big hunting family no like no john doesn't realize that because the angels keep wiping his memory men in black style so yeah that, that keeps happening and potentially that's how they might play it out further in the season. Yes. Is they might go, he knew from day dot, mm-hmm. but something, because, you know, Supernatural, if you plot twist, guys, and a spoiler, mm-hmm. is they love to leave a good cliffhanger. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. is 
whatever happens in the season, mm-hmm. angels come in, mm-hmm. star wipe. Yeah. Because, I mean, that would make, that would make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And it would make sense that he does remember, for whatever reason, for the whole vessel, you know, for yeah. the fate vessel mm-hmm. line to work, mm-hmm. he can't be aware of it. Yeah. Because this big thing needs to happen, i.e. where Mary is tragically killed on a roof with fire. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe for whatever reason, for yeah. it to work, for it to, you know, for then John to go on his wayward train the boys. To- mm-hmm. It sounds very fate-like. It sounds very, it's very Greek tragedy. Um, very Greek tragedy. But it would make sense. Yes. So that's where my brain went because I'm like, hang on, because I did when I was watching mm-hmm. it and I was going to message you, but I was also a little bit like, maybe my brain doesn't uh, maybe remember. Maybe I don't remember the plot. <laughs> uh, me and I remember the plot because I was watching going, hang on. Uh, from what I remember, mm-hmm. well, um, he, he being John, didn't know that she was a hunter yes. or came from hunter family or hunter lineage mm-hmm. and didn't understand the hunting world. Mm-hmm. It's when Mary died that he mm-hmm. found people who were hunters yeah. and learned from them and learned the skills. Yes. But it would make sense. So he, like, I, 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 see, I see some plots. Yes. I've only seen the first two episodes. Yes. So... I've seen up to where we're up to currently, which is episode four. Um, so we're going to, we're sort of doing an episode a week um, as they kind of come out. Yeah. Um, mini episodes, they'll come out probably Wednesday or Friday, depending on how organized I can get. But yeah, I, this is, this is the thing. Cause like I should say, or we should say that the series was developed by Robbie Thompson, mm-hmm. um, who was a writer on Supernatural for many years and yep. who wrote a lot of the kind of fan favorite episodes he was the creator of the character charlie he wrote i'm just trying to yeah so he wrote most of the charlie episodes that makes sense oh i can't Um, wait to get to a lot to the larping episodes my favorite one of my all-time favorites did he write the wisdom of oz episode oh that's also one of my favorite episodes yes See, I can say that and I can't get pulled up for it. So he wrote that yeah. episode. He also wrote what you keep referring to as the musical episode, which confuses me every time you say it. Um, but the episode where there's the musical based on the books written by. Oh. So he wrote that episode. That, I think that's like, I think that's a, some, it's a milestone episode. It's the 200th episode. Yeah, because that is great because I absolutely love the girls singing at the end, mm-hmm. Carry On My Way With Sun. I mm-hmm. love that rendition. It gives me goosey bumps every time. So, I mean, I think that he wrote some of the most interesting episodes. He wrote a lot of episodes that I think really had a really firm grasp on the show mm. and well, you yeah. know, and the sort of the heart of the show and on these characters. But also sprinkle a little bit of magic into it. Yeah, and I think you get a little bit in this first episode because oh, yeah. I was getting a lot of like, early Buffy energy in, yes! in these two episodes. As someone who has watched Buffy once in her life. Uh, <laughs> yes. But no, I definitely, I will say, obviously, like most pilots, they're finding mm-hmm. their feet. The actors are finding their feet. Yes. I have some feelings. Lol. Um, no one is shocked by this. Um, Mary grows on me on the second episode. I will yes. say, first episode, I'm like, it's, okay, you're going to be insufferable. You're going to be the new Joe. Fantastic. <laughs> I... Look forward to the freaking season where I have to ignore you. Um, and I really can't because you're a main mm. character. But no, she does get better. And I think it's just they're making it known. You know, they're mm-hmm. really coming in hard going, these are the characters. Because you mm-hmm. get very in-your-face characters. Who are these people? Straight up. Mm-hmm. There's no mincing the words. They introduce yeah. them very – I like how they've introduced them. Like some mm-hmm. of it comes across a little bit wooden. 
But mm. I, I like the fact that they sharpen point. He go, here's this 30 second wrap up of who this person is and how they mm. fit into this crew. And then they just keep on with the story. And I think as well that there's a challenge in two characters that are very well established mm-hmm. and that we, we kind of already have a little sense of who they were when they were younger or how they got there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Mary and I don't, you probably don't remember a lot of this cause it's from season 12. I don't think I saw season 12. Okay, cool. So this season 12, uh, what's the plot in the season 12? That's the season that Mary comes back. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw that season 11. That's the darkness episode. Yep. The season. I, that's where I stopped the darkness. Okay. So the Mary season, and this is a real problem that I have with supernatural in general, which is that they introduce these really big and interesting concepts but then don't really take them all the way. And they really do try to introduce this really interesting idea of this woman built who was born into this violent world, who was born into hunting, who wanted to get out. You know, she Mm. says that in in the episode that once she finds her dad, um, she's getting out for good. Like, And that was a big plot through through supernatural makes sense um, again it makes sense if you're just looking at it from season one perspective yeah because you're like there is no hunting here yeah no hunting vibes anyway yeah and um what we find out in later seasons in the seasons where where mary is a character is that she actually didn't stop hunting 100 percent. no once her kids were born and that kind of that that dean essence of like mm. i mean which again we have not gotten to in our main in our main podcast but like that he's always wanting to try and get out, but he never can. He always gets pulled back in, and yeah. like, and that kind of pull, push and pull. And so they they sort of explore that as well as exploring the idea of her coming back to life and like having adult sons who are now older than she was when she died, um, and kind of what that does. But they never really do a good job, good enough job for me at least, of really exploring that. And a lot of people don't like Mary when she comes back. Yeah, I remember in- reading that. Like, I never obviously remember anyway yeah. even if i did watch it let's be real but yeah i do remember reading articles where people were like oh this seems very forced yeah and i don't think it having watched it and we'll talk about it eventually i don't think it was super forced i think it's just like people don't they wanted her to oh, this this is me being controversial potentially i think a lot of people wanted her to come in and heal the boys and be like she's back she's healed she's and the motherly figure she gets to be this mother figure that they they felt they missed and they they had lost and that I really appreciated as much as they did not necessarily succeed that they tried to be like she is a more complex character than mm. that she deserves to be more complex than just coming to save them yeah she's and a, yeah um and so I think this in a way is kind of helping to tell all of that story of who Mary is. And I mean, you saying that and just from the first two episodes mm-hmm. I've seen, I get that because yeah. she's very much, she's very Dean. She's very Dean. So we will say like John is very much on the lanky Sammy side, which we love. Yes. We love a little goof. And I will say uh, Drake who plays, uh, so I should announce the actors. Yes. Um, so Mary is played by Meg Donnelly mm-hmm. and uh, Drake is played, Drake is like John is played by Jake Rogers. Yep. And I definitely felt like he, his physicality as well was a bit Sam. Mm-hmm. Like he would do certain expressions and I'd be like, Ooh, okay. That's yeah. Very Sam. Sam. And I, again, very interesting. And I know this is intentional. Robbie Thompson. I, I see you. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. This idea that John did not start out the way that he ended. Yep. Um, and we talk Which a lot great. about his problem, like our problems with him as a parent, um, you know, I think we've said a couple of times he was a good person, but not a good parent. Um, and that's okay. And that's, I mean, it's not okay. 
I mean, it's not okay for the kids, but it's, but like, it's not an invalid experience. No. And I think that's why a lot of people are struggling to watch a show because they're like, hmm, I related this to a little too much with my own family, family member that I see that they do not start out this way. Um, and we get to see the start. And unfortunately, they've made it very clear that they're not rewriting his history, that he good. will still end where he ends up. And, and he needs, and I think that's the thing. I'm really glad that they committed. And I mean, again, mm-hmm. I never put doubt in that because mm-hmm. Dean, like Jensen, Jensen knows what's up. He knows the score. He knows yeah. the tea. Yes. He, I like the fact that there, this, he was an innocent soul. He wanted to go serve his country. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a numb vet that comes with its own traumatic imprints. Yes. And we're starting, and we definitely see that in this episode. Yes. And he was potentially pre-war. He probably was this kind. And he's, he was not. Again, good person, mm-hmm. bad parent. Mm-hmm. You definitely are seeing the good. Per- you're seeing a Sam. You're seeing a very, yes. uh, very Sam prior to him losing Jess. Yes, very sweet. Very. I mean, again, as if we're speaking of this episode, very sweet. A little bit damaged. Has some a little bit of traumatic stuff going mm-hmm. on. And I think as it gets further, and especially if they keep, uh, if they do, I'm. I, we don't know if they start wipe his memory a lot. I think that's going to play a part into it too. Like if yeah. If that's how they're going to play it to link into the overall arch of how, because John doesn't know that Mary was a hunter, mm-hmm. people are going to ask questions. I think yeah. that's probably what they'll do because it yes. makes sense. Yes, to, I mean I could be wrong. Yes, and I th- this is and this is what I was saying to you before I we you watched the episodes because I I had watched them to sort of see if it was something we did want to talk about and I was like okay I do think we need to talk about this because I need to know what they're doing with this because I can tell that they are not just being like, we're just we're just doing whatever, we're rewriting yeah. history. I can tell that they're doing this very intentionally. There's some discussions this could be an alternative universe. This could oh, yeah. Be, that, that this like, could not be the the, 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 the universe. That would, the universe where Mary doesn't make a deal with um, a demon mm-hmm. in the form of her father and make out with him. And we will talk about it. Oh, Kat forgot about that. Okay. We have so much oh, to talk boy. about. And oh. The fact this is not spoiler-free, I'm like, I was thinking about how he's going to like, surmise and like quickly oh, cover no, all the canon can't. stuff and like trying to remember all the stuff I needed to talk about. And oh I was my like, goodness. Oh my God. There's so much to talk about. Oh God. Kat just had a moment. Kat, <laughs> we have not even gotten the we have, started. On we just haven't even scratched the surface. We don't even need the surface yet to scratch it. To scratch it. <laughs> um, it would make sense because at mm-hmm. the end of the end of this episode, it flashes to like, you would say now-ish and we see Dean yes. in the Impala mm-hmm. and he's like, Right now, I'm collecting the music. I'll be responsible. And I'm like, well, he's like, I'm still, um, I'm still choosing the choosing the music, which is something from the pilot of yeah, Supernatural. Yeah, and it's cool that he. It, I'm wondering because mm-hmm. it would make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm if the, if it is this alternate universe, is Dean not Jensen not rewriting history? But mm-hmm. Is he glossing because he does like to. Mm-hmm. He likes facts, but he Reli- also- unreliable na- narrator. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the vibe. Like, well, there's some interesting makes- things that I mean, the fans have pointed out about this version of the Impala. This version of the Impala has their original Kansas plates on it from it the does. pipe from, the, from season one. Yep, and it has the Samulet. It has yep. the amulet that he gets rid of in season question mark four. Yeah, and so there's some questions about when. When is this? How is this occurring? When is this occurring? Mm-hmm. What? 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 Where? Where? Whomst? Like, yeah. There's, yeah. there's questions. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I sort of picked up on, mm-hmm. which, which you know, 
gold star. Thank you very much. I'll accept yeah, that. I, so, thank you. I award you another gold star for, for noticing you. plot points. You're welcome. Um, I love that. I have something like, you're welcome. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kat, you did a thing that most people do just without needing mm-hmm. a gold star. Well, you know. <laughs> um, well, surprise. We have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We know that when Supernatural first started, it yes. was very whitewashed. We can't yes. ignore that because it was a it was, time. It was 2005. It was it's... 2005. Well, in, we, were, we, were making, we were making strides. We were getting, yeah. I love that the cast now, they've made a very conscious effort of being well-rounded. Yes. It's very inclusive and I'm here mm-hmm. for it. And we, we will talk about it because there are obviously some. Should in, we just talk about it? Because we don't have to go in, in any particular order in this no, episode. No, we don't really. Should we talk about Carlos and his entrance? Oh, my God. Oh my God. Being oh my God. the oh best God. entrance maybe in the history of time because that was the moment where i was like i basically like sat up being like i'm listening now same because what happens is john comes home from the war really- i do you know what i'll do i'll do a really quick i'll read the synopsis from the Thank episode you. we need a synopsis um, and then we can talk around we can talk around then we can synopsis. go back to talking about carlos yeah. about how uh, he's fabulous he's fucking fabulous his fabulousness i'm into him mm-hmm. on most so, possible jelly level. of the hair oh this hair um, so when John returns home from fighting in Vietnam, a mysterious encounter sparks a new mission to trace his father's past. In his journey, he crosses with a 19-year-old demon hunter, Mary. So he's, I think, 19, 18, 19, 18, yep. who is also searching for answers after the disappearance of her own father. Together, the two join forces with a young hunter in training, Latika, an easygoing hunter to uncover the hidden truths about both their families. Their investigation leads them to a rare book emporium whose owner, Ada, takes an interest in the occult and could provide the missing pieces to their puzzle. Excellent. So, yeah. So, Carlos is... Mm-hmm. So, there's a demon. So, there's, a, there's one particular demon that's floating around the episode. Yeah. Who has possessed somebody. And that's how John works out that Mary's a hunter. And yeah. she kind of... Gets, again, the, gets the intro into this world. Yeah. And, again, I love this. I saw Robbie. Mm-hmm. I saw him. Where Mary gives him the quick exposition of mm-hmm. get up to speed with where it was happening. Yeah. Which is very... On brand for yes. Supernatural. It's like, oh, you person who's never in, know, knows that there's ooky spooky out there, yep. guess what? We'll wrap it up. We're going yes. we're gonna to talk about it in 30 seconds. And this is also, I guess, a really interesting point. Again, we are going to get back to Carlos. Don't worry. We need to talk about him more or less for the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah, pretty much. I'm just get, I'm just saying a scene. Like, this is a demon. Demon gets, obviously, holy water, as we mm-hmm. know. Black eyes, all that thing. Ghost comes out. Like, the, mm-hmm. the smoke comes out the mouth, which, <laughs> great. Not CGI as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it possesses another lady. Mm-hmm. In might I point out the most seventies outfit? I we'll talk about. It. We'll get back to the seventies stuff in a second. Keep, but, keep going. <laughs> but anyway, Carla John is freaking out. He says, "Like, oh my god, what am I going to do?" And then Carla's just shondling on in, yeah, fucking wearing the most again seventies outfit with the most gorgeous, like gorgeous wavy Beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. How he's introduced is he literally rams his 70s love bus into this demon and sends it flying to this tune of All Right Now by Free. Like, and then he gets out giving his best Freddie Mercury as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. The strut? The strut. The glasses coming off. He's in it. He is on it. I was immediately obsessed. Uh, and then him just going, salt. Salt helps them, traps them. And oh. shaking the salt around <laughs> the, the, the demon. I'm like, hello. And he's just like, now read this. Jonathan, read this. Yes. <laughs> and he starts reading it and it's just, he's obviously describing a sandwich and Carl's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, great sandwich. We'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. The other side. And he flips the menu across, like mm-hmm. around. He's reading, obviously, the, how to obviously, you know, he's reading the Latin. Mm-hmm. And I just love that he's like, well done on your first exorcism, Jonathan. And I was like, oh, 
<laughs> Please stay. Also, can we talk about the shag and wagon? <laughs> the fucking great shag and wagon. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very Scooby-Doo, but like after dark. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yes. And Carlos gets introduced as um, a bisexual character as well. Yes. Because he had a girlfriend named Beth. Um, and, but who he was pretty sure they were not together. They were not, not together they were not when together. he was making out with someone's boyfriend. So, yes. uh, yeah. So we, we have a bisexual character an openly happily bisexual character. And he's great. He, he is fabulous. Yeah. And, not, and I don't mean fabulous because of the whole, you know, fabulous. Yeah, no. but he is a great character. He's a fabulous character to mm-hmm. introduce into this world because it is the seventies where mm-hmm. again, it's, it's bringing the modern inclusivity into the supernatural in an, universe in, in an accurate way which is that the 70s the, the 70s, 70s were yeah. very expressive we've just it's 1972 so it's just, just after, after kind of like the summer of love uh, and all of that sort of stuff people being a little more expressive and mm-hmm. the second episode definitely leans into that a lot mm-hmm. obviously and it's nice to see it's just nice to see it's just nice to see someone living their authentic self in a time period mm-hmm. that is not today's today yeah, and I don't know if they're going to dig into that because they're sort of talking from this kind of almost outcast world already, mm-hmm. this world of outsiders, which is the hunting world, Yep. where, you know, obviously in the 70s, homosexuality was not legal. No. Um, we're right at the start of, you know, Stonewall, I think, had been a couple of years prior. I think that was the end of the 60s, start of the yeah. 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, you know, very early days of the gay rights movement. Yeah, pride happening. Pride happening, all of that, that shift. Um, but we're sort of talking in a world where I think the hunter world sometimes really allows people to live however they want because they're already outside of society anyway. Yeah, out of the, no- so, out of the, at the time at the time norms. Yeah, and yeah. I think that, you know, I don't think that they're necessarily glossing over the challenges that someone like Carlos would experience. I mm. think they're just kind of like I think that maybe maybe it's something that works in or maybe they're just kind of like shit's creaking it where they're like, Do you know what? Sometimes it's nice to not have to talk about someone's sexuality yeah, and make, make it a, a like po- a, a make po- it a plot point, point like when we have so much else that we could be talking about and it's not like again i just like the fact that it's a breath of fresh air it's a breath of fresh it's for not just sure cuz like if you just had John and Mary on their own mm-hmm. it would be very deep and dark and hard real fast and yep. you need that you, again it, supernatural has always been very good at mm-hmm. balancing out mm-hmm. the rough the raw the grit yeah. with a bit of comedy or a bit of humanity or a little bit of mm-hmm. it touches it brings uh, it's well rounded in the yeah. sense that it knows itself and i and think and if you look at all of robbie's episodes all of the charlie episodes mm-hmm. or fan fiction which is oh, the, the yeah. musical episode like they they have that lightness yep. and that like that that side of things and i think he's really bringing this i don't know if you'd consider him the showrunner necessarily no the way that kripke obviously was but i definitely see it's that helping it's helping yeah and we also get another character mm. um latter uh latter or latika is her full name okay. she is i love her mm-hmm. she is so sweet she mm-hmm. she basically what we know so far is that she wasn't she was brought like john she mm-hmm. was introduced into this world because mm-hmm. something had happened and mary's dad saved her yes um there is a person that is named Maggie. We don't mm. we're we're working out who Ma- Maggie mm-hmm. is. Um, but yeah, Mary is very much saying to let her get out, don't get involved, don't get sucked in, mm-hmm. don't go down this rabbit hole. It's a bad rabbit hole. Once you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. Take it from experience. And I love that she's like, No, I'm here. 
your dad helped me. Mm-hmm. Samuel, which mm-hmm. we find out, which I did forget. I mean, I remember as soon as I said Samuel, like, oh, that's right. Sam. Mm-hmm. Named after Samuel. Named, named after Samuel. So if I were to say Samuel, I mean. Mary's dad. Mary's dad. I don't know. Who mean in this series, because he will show up later, played by Tom Welling. <gasps> okay, Superman from Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. Jensen was also in. He played. Dark Angel. I watched Dark Angel. That was a real. Wait, let's slow down. Jensen was in Smallville. He played, I think, Red Hood from memory, and he left Smallville to join Supernatural. So there's a connection there of why Tom Welling is now playing right, 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 Samuel right. Campbell. You've watched Dark Angel. I've watched two episodes. Isn't it just not what it, I was expecting? It, isn't it much better than anything? Deserves- why did it? Why did it? Get, I mean, I know why it got cancelled. Like two thousands was cutthroat. Also, it took me a second. I was like, oh my god, it's baby Jensen Ackles. Yeah, tiny, tiny. Baby Jensen Ackles, the birth of my 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 sexual awakening mm-hmm. yeah, was tiny sense. baby Jensen yeah, Ackles. I see it. I see it. I yeah. see. I see it. Yeah, I see it. Yes, I saw you. I yes. hear you. I stand with you. Yes, I see it. I like the fact that they're starting to intertwine. Because I was like, why are we caring? Like, I know why we're caring about the men of Les for obviously John's part. We're getting the hunting, which was always going to be part of any kind of alternate universe or mm-hmm. not alternate universe, but like a, a show that is in the universe of mm-hmm. Supernatural. Mm-hmm. But I liked how near the end of the, like mid, midway to the end of the episode, mm-hmm. they started linking going, oh, we can use this Men of Letters tool to help us catch a demon, mm-hmm. which is what we need. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens mm-hmm. because Ada is possessed by the demon. Yes. Of the episode. Yes. And I just love that it, it starts to marry, it starts to intertwine. It starts mm-hmm. to, you know, knead it and fold it in together. Yeah. And make it something. And we sort of get introduced to kind of their version of the bunker that we have in the mm-hmm. latter seasons of Supernatural. Yep. Um, which is being called the clubhouse kind of jokingly. Yep. But we get it because John, um, upon returning from, from Vietnam, uh, meets a man he's never seen before gives him a letter, and then disappears, and we do not know who this man is. Oh, I wonder what kind of – I wonder what he looks like, Megan. I don't know. We don't know. Could it, the, the the internet is, is rife with suspicions about mm-hmm. whether it's a certain angel, mm-hmm. whether it's a certain um, hunter, a demon maybe. Um, we don't know. We don't know who it is. Could be, and again, it, because of the but whole... we because we have a lot of theories because we obviously have watched natural, natural about is it Cass, is it Dean, is it Sam? Yeah, is it potentially even is it someone from the opposite side? Because if we're because of the boys mm-hmm. being the vessels, both good and evil, mm-hmm. you know the old tales all the time, mm-hmm. good versus evil. The boys are the vessels. Mm-hmm. Both, both. Do you sides. just want it to be Mark Shepard? Yes. Is that a problem? Because <laughs> um, when you're like, sound- maybe it could be a demon, I don't know, some kind of king of hell, potentially. Potentially, <laughs> maybe some fucking awesome fellow that I fucking love. And I always, he has a little bit of a homoerotic, you know, fantasy with Mr. Dean. Yeah. Um, yet- <laughs> oh, yeah. We will, we will I cannot talk wait. about their summer of love. Yeah. <laughs> when Dean is a demon. We have a lot to talk about. Guys. I cannot wait. <laughs> but he gives um, a letter and that letter has coordinates to the men of letters. And yeah. so this explicitly has John knowing about the men of letters. Yep. Talking about them as like Freemasons but real. Um, so and we also get um towards the end of the episode the kind of big bad, which is a uh, which are 
supernatural, not not of this world, questions about what that means, mm-hmm. I need to know, um, mm-hmm. who are trying to... Um, wipe everyone out. Wipe everyone out, which is Taylor's Lord of Time of Supernatural. Yep. This is this is our big bad for the season. Yeah, this is our uh, this is our season arc. Mm-hmm. And I just like it's a good episode. Like it's mm-hmm. a really I want like I was happy to watch the second episode. Yes. So for me, I had just finished watching it, having dinner, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to do a couple of chores. But I'm really mad that I have to do those chores because I have to stop. And, yes. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying where we're going mm-hmm. with this. I'm enjoying. I'm here. Yes. Because I was concerned. Yes. And no, no shade to Dean. No shade to Dean or Jensen. No, you know. <laughs> Dean I, or Jensen. Dean either or one Jen- of them. Either one of them. Either. Look, the character bleed is pretty real with Jensen and Dean. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I did not, it's not like I didn't trust him. It was just mm-hmm. so, it's, again, it's like the whole sequels. It's like the mm-hmm. original movie was so good. And then they bring out a sequel and you're like, why did She's you talking do- about Star Wars. Right. Oh, any of, a lot of, like, any sequel. Okay, I would Any sequel. Right. Any sequel to, a, like, a big franchise. Yes. Like, like, yes, like Star Wars. Or just, like, a lot of Shrek, Shrek 2. Like, Shrek you can't talk about because yeah. Shrek 2 was fucking great. Yeah. But, like, a lot of, oh, let's have Toy a- Story 2 was, for a very long time, the best rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It had almost perfect ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I'm not surprised because Toy Story 3, okay, actually was great. Toy Story 4, but it, uh, yeah. We can't really put Pixar into this because Pixar in general are like, the bar is too high. Yeah, but, um, um, but you know, there are a lot of sequels. Mm. You know, The Godfather, there's love like. Yes. There's a lot of sequels. Well, not that, Godfather 2, which is a masterpiece. We're not picking very good options. No, no, I'm really not. I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like really. I was like, Clouded with a Chance of, chance of Meeples 2, but how can you not? Because there's a leak in a boat and it's a literal leak in a boat. Yeah. It's like, come on. I'm really Even How struggling. to Train a Dragon 2 was really good. Oh, I look. The, the Mummy Returns is great for me personally. Oh. Because I could live for 20 years in that world. Um, um, yeah. And I mean, the only thing that was bad about that was um, The Rock and his CGI failure, which is not his fault. Which is not his fault. That's and that Scorpion was like King. the start of The Rock being The Rock. And I can't really fault him. No, I'm not faulting him. That was whoever did the CGI. Probably did yes. the same person who did the CGI swarm. Who can say? But yeah, there are obviously examples. We're just not picking very good ones today. We're picking terrible examples of but, bad sequels. I uh, was pleasantly surprised is what I was like. Yeah. And this is, again, no Tino Shade. No. I just kind of was like, did we really need this? I don't really need this. In a world of reboots and remakes and like so all of that. Rem- I think remakes are probably the better example yeah, than a sequel. Yeah, you're right. You're like right. remakes and reboots oh. are where I'm like, you're not going to be able to recapture that magic that made yeah. something really good making, in the first place. Making cartoon movies live action. Stop yes, that. Stop that is that. such a good example. Stop that nonsense. I don't want or need it. And Look, I'm sorry, The Lion King, you made it. Why did you do it? Why did you do that? It's not live action if you don't use real lions. I understand the problems <laughs> about that. But yeah, it's not no, live it's action. Just, it's it's all, just it's, still CGI. It's CGI. Like just, I understand making it more inclusive. I understand all of that. But my my issue is, it's like. Mm-hmm. Tell a new story. Tell a new story. Well, stop rehashing the. Have we got to a point where we just don't have any more new stories? No, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. That's never been a thing. History, hello. Yes. Um, we have not hit the peak. Yeah. So my problem, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, and I think remakes, uh, reboots are the problem. Oh. Is is way more of a better example. You're just like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this, and I no. I shan't have this. No, I don't want. I, yeah, no. Look, I will say mm-hmm. because it's not a reboot or a remake, and they make it very clear. I loved, uh, Rescue Rangers, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, because mm-hmm. Chippendale are my favorite non Disney princess characters. Okay, like, I love them. 
Don't know why. Go with it. Don't understand. Um, actually, I do. They're fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, the there's a movie on Disney Plus, and it's mm-hmm. the Rescue Rangers, and they make it very clear it's not a reboot, and it's actually really good. Yeah, it's really good because it's an original story. It's intersecting old, bringing in old mm-hmm. characters, talking about CGI. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, please go do it. I know this is a random plug on this kind of podcast, <laughs> but it was good because it was probably the first time I've watched something that was based on old characters mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed watching as a kid. Yeah. Put into a concept that was not a reboot. Yeah. And I love that idea. Yeah. That's great. And it's very similar. I like guess similar vein is that this is not a reboot. A, a reinvention is allowed, is, is good. Yeah. Reinvention. Because oh, I was just thinking, obviously, I'm watching a lot of Sesame Street currently. And it keeps reinventing itself and bringing itself up to date with what's going on yeah. right now without losing the magic of what we loved as kids or what even our Nostalgia. parents lo- yeah, like loved as kids. So it's like kind of you want to, it's, and it's very much this. Mm-hmm. It's that it's its own story because mm-hmm. it needs to be its own story to, to set. It's not trying to change supernatural. No. It's trying to ground itself, not separate it, but be in line with mm-hmm. supernatural, but stand on its own. Yep. And you're very right. It's bringing things forward, questions that we may have had watching Supernatural, Mm -hmm. trying to answer them in a way that doesn't mess up, muddy the lines. Yeah. I like that. I like it too. That's us, guys. That's (laughs) us, guys. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk about a full episode, and then we'll be back again to do the mini episode. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.